Welcome to the Urban Planners Podcast, hosted by Gigi the Planner. This podcast is about all things urban planning related and otherwise. In this setting, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the planning field. We'll even delve into some very controversial topics involving the role planners have to take in their everyday lives and jobs. Without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. This This is Gigi the Planner. Welcome everyone to episode five of the Urban Planners Podcast. And today our topic of discussion is called Planning During a Pandemic Lessons from Pompano Beach. So as many of you all know, I work for the city of Pompano Beach. I've been there, as I've mentioned before, almost seven years. And like a lot of you planners, we are dealing with this current pandemic. Um, The coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. We're all going through it across the world. So I just want to briefly talk to you guys about what we have been doing in our department as we move forward and through this through this time. So basically, I'm just going to give you like a few, I guess, pointers of things that we've, we have in place. A lot of these things we've had in place for years, so it properly prepared us for this shift. And we didn't really have to do much shuffling. Um, we added like an additional program. Other than that, we were already, you know, set in place to um, deal with this situation that we're all going through. So I work in the development services department, and that department includes four divisions, planning and zoning, urban forestry, which is our landscape division, building division, which includes building permits, building inspections, and our business tax receipt division. So our building division is our largest division. We have probably like 50 or so employees in that division. Then planning and zoning is the next largest. We have about 15 to 17 employees. Urban forestry has about five and business tax receipt has about eight. So we have a, a, a pretty large department. I mean, our city is relatively large. I don't know what relatively large it's considered in the United States, but we have over 100,000 residents. So we have a decently sized um, population in the city. First off, I would like to just briefly talk about one of the things that we have put into place years ago that's helped us prepare for now. The biggest issue a lot of you all have to deal with is paper submissions. Receiving your paper submissions during this time when we're supposed to be practicing social distancing. So <laughs> that is, of course, a challenge if that's how you've been operating all along and how you're going to be able to get these you know, documents from people while we're going through this, this crisis. So we use a system called ePlan. That is short for Electronic Plan Review. We've been using the system for about maybe eight years. I think we started using it one year before I started. And it has been an awesome, awesome program. I know there's some other programs out there. I'm not very familiar with them or their names, but we've been using ePlan for a while. And so with ePlan, we can take all of our building permits. Basically, people don't even have to come into City Hall to drop off their plans or anything. They can just submit everything online. Now, being that everybody is not technologically savvy, of course, we still have a public public counter for people to bring in their documents and their plans. But if you use ePlan and you know how to use the computer, 
you never have to set foot in City Hall ever. So yeah, we've been using that for building permits for about eight years or so. About four, three to four years ago, we started using it for site plans as well. So now when people submit their site plans, it's through ePlan, and that has been really working out great for us. So we've basically shifted our whole department, except one division, which is business tax receipt. Um, but basically our whole department is paperless, so to speak. Now we still have paper because people bring it in because they don't know how, everyone doesn't know how to use the computer, but we don't keep any of it on hand. When people come, they submit their paperwork, we scan it into ePlan, then we trash it. So we don't have stacks and stacks of paper. Now we did originally, at one point, when I started there were stacks of paper, and I was like but the main go-to person in the planning and zoning department to help us scanning all the documents and putting it in the system. So that's another episode I'm going to talk about how we became paperless in our department. But yeah, so ePlan has been working great for us over the years and we've you know expanded to not only have building permits we use it for site planning as well we use it for our variances we use it for um, administrative adjustments and all those different types of things we use ePlan for so you know that helps move us towards being paperless so we basically don't have any paper in our department and I think that's really really great so ePlan is the first thing and that has helped us while we're working at home. So we don't have to bring, you know, piles of <laughs> site plans with us home. Basically, all we everybody brought home is just their computer. That's all we need. Nothing else. Just a computer. So I would say maybe about two months ago. This is like extremely, extremely new. The building division has set up a drop-off box outside City Hall for people to bring to bring in their plans via the drop-off box. So instead of coming inside to drop off your plans, you can just drive up, put it in the drop-off box, and leave. And then it gets checked every day, and people can um, do that. Being that we're going through this pandemic, it is a great resource for us now. So now we're not only accepting this building, um, permit applications and site plans, but we're also, you know, everything related to all the departments in our division, we're accepting it through the Dropbox for those that don't know how to use the computer well. So that has been really advantageous for us as we, you know, deal with everything with this virus and try to practice social distancing. In addition to that, about two years ago, all of our staff members, predominantly in planning and zoning, but also some, you know, in the building division, receive laptops. So we receive laptops and that replaced our main computers, our desktop computers. So our laptops, we just connected to a larger screen for our desk. But with the laptops, of course, we can take them home. And we have what they call VPN access to access the city network from home. So this was set into place maybe about two years ago. I think this was set into place more so for us to have access to our network while we're having meetings at the office. Not so much for working at home per se, but it just works that way. And yeah, all of us have it. So us transitioning over, you know, to working from home now since we're going through this pandemic, 
has been basically almost seamless. I mean, there was a little kinks, you know, that had to be figured out. But, you know, we have these computers, everybody has it in our department, and so we don't have to worry about how we're going to be able to do our work away from the office. So yeah, so that has been an advantageous resource for us. And then additionally, um, IT has a phone system program called MyTel that we use. And unbeknownst to me, because I didn't know this until like last week, <laughs> that program allows us to have access to our main line, like from the office, through our computers, even away from our desk. So there's this feature on there called Soft Phone where it allows you to receive calls, hear voicemails, call people, as if you're in the office, picking up your regular phone. So through your laptop, you can do that. So that has been working out really well because, you know, I wouldn't want to use my personal cell phone to call applicants or anything. So that has been working out well. And then Outlook, the email um, program that we use, also has a conferencing feature to do conference calls. I haven't used that program yet. A few of my coworkers said they've used it and it worked out well for them. But that is also a feature that we've had we have access to through Outlook. And then finally, we have recently purchased a subscription to GoToMeeting. And that's what we use for meetings. So that worked out well. I know a lot of people using Zoom. Zoom is like extremely, extremely popular right now. <laughs> so go to meeting Zoom. Zoom is another option that works well. And with the both of these platforms, it allows you to share your screen. So if you're talking to any applicants, they can view your screen. Yeah, so I think, you know, this has allowed us to be able to be very productive in our work, even though you know, we're away from the office. Now, of course, if you have kids, that lessens their productivity because <laughs> I have a little baby and oh my gosh, it takes me 15 hours to do five hours of work a day. So it's, it's challenging, but I'm able to work through it, you know, having to wake up early some days while he still sleeps to, you know, jumpstart my day. So pointers on working from home, while you have children. I'll, I'll speak briefly on that. So I would incorporate, especially if you have younger children, incorporate a nap somewhere during the day so you can, you know, take phone calls. That's like a perfect time to take phone calls while they're asleep so that there would won't be any noise or distractions in the background. So I would highly suggest you do that during that time. That's what I do because other than that, it's really no good use of me trying to call an applicant while he's awake. He may be quiet for a few minutes, but then he'll start fussing or trying to talk. And as I mentioned earlier, waking up early in the morning, like I wake, I attempt to wake up at five o'clock. It's not always successful, but waking up at five or so, jump starting your day. Hopefully you get about two, three hours before they actually wake up and that will help you just get, you know, your day started because if you wake up when they wake up, it just goes downhill from there. <laughs> um, and that's what I realized. So waking up early to like knock off a few hours und undisturbed is key. 
that is like number one key also any other tips um try to set up a schedule i know a lot of people have older kids that have to do schoolwork um so try to set up a schedule for yourself and for your child i grew up homeschooled and when i was younger we didn't do like a full like eight to two like most students do um i remember we did it was like eight to twelve so you, your child really doesn't have need to have like all these hours of school per se. Try to figure that out, make up a schedule. Um, if you have access to a backyard, if you live in a single family home and have access to a backyard, it would be advantageous for you to have them play outside in the backyard during this time so that you know you can get your work done and it's, you know, of course, activity is an, a need. <laughs> Of course, you know, watch your kids, especially if they're young, because no telling what could happen. They injure themselves out there. But at least that gives you a breather. Have them, you know, run around a little bit and blow some steam off. <laughs> then maybe after the after the playing outside, they take the nap. <laughs> um, I know kids don't like taking naps, but it's necessary. Especially more so for you, <laughs> for your child, so you can get your work done. But yeah, a schedule is isn't a must to help you, you know, work throughout your day. Now, another thing, unless your department really wants you to work Monday through Fridays and you can't do anything otherwise, you can always sort of plan out your week where you're possibly working on the weekends as well, just to um reduce the number of hours you work during the day and be most productive so if you're not structured to have to work monday through friday eight to five or eight hours a day i would you know break up the day work maybe three hours on a saturday three hours on sunday so that you can lessen the number of hours you're working monday through friday because that, that's going to really help you in the long haul. Now, for me personally, I want my weekends free. So I'm trying to do, you know, whatever it takes to get my work done during the week. So like I said, waking up early has been extremely advantageous for me. Um, yeah, so those are just some tips from working from home because I know a lot of people are probably up in arms right now um, homeschooling their children and things of that nature now if you don't have any children well lucky you <laughs> because you should be able to get your work done no issues now being disciplined can be an issue working from home and staying on task but hopefully we're all mature here and know how to do our work and not have to be lorded over as we may be in the office. So, yes, those working from home without children, you guys have it good. You really do. Because there should really be no issue for you to get your work done in a timely manner um, as if you were in the office. So, yeah, so that is basically all I want to talk to you guys about today. I will also be do I also have an online membership. Now so here's how my membership is set up. So I have three tiers. And the, the first tier is the planning insiders. 
The second tier is the planning VIP, and the third tier is the planning elite. And this online membership is for you to have, you know, access to me a little bit more and just have, you know, access to additional perks that are in conjunction with this podcast and other things as well. So I want to just do a brief breakdown on my membership so that you guys can understand what you would be getting if you decide to join. So with the Planning Insider Group, which is the first tier, it is only $5 a month. And what you will be getting with that is early access to my podcast episodes. So as you all know, my podcast comes out every Monday. And you would get early access to this podcast, which would be on a Friday. So if you want early access to my episodes and hear them before everyone else does, get some behind the scenes content. I know a lot of you all would like to see some more of my everyday life, what I do um, you know, as a planner, working from home, what I do with my business. If you guys want to see more of that, you can get some behind the scenes content by joining this membership. Also, a private members community. And now in my private members community, um, I have an online forum where we have a lot of different discussions. And some of the topics right now that I have is planning advice. So you can pose your question. Other planners that are part of the community can answer the, the question for you. I also have our planning woes discussion board where if you have any frustrations or just want to vent or rant about, you know, working in the planning field, you can do so through that forum. And um, also we have a forum for my podcast. So if you would like to just comment or ask questions related to each um, episode topic, you can do so via that online discussion forum. So I think that, you know, this would be something that everybody would want. Okay, so my second tier is planning VIPs. They include all of the content from the previous tier. Additionally, you'll get a one-time access code for 50% off all of the merch on my online store. As you all know, I sell planning t-shirts, planning hats, mugs, jewelry, um, all types of things. And you will also get exclusive voting power. So there will be certain things I'm coming out with new products in the future. Um, you'll get first dibs on you know determining which design you may like over another design, colors that you may like for a particular product. And um, you know you can also post any certain podcast topics and things of that nature. Also, you get other exclusive content. So as these keep progressing, you'll get access to that. And yeah, so my final group is the planning elites, the final tier. In addition to the first two tiers, you will also get free digital planner mementos. So certain little things like a planning sticker, um, button pen, wristband, etc. I will mail that to you and then you will have access to 
live monthly Q&As. I'm going to do a 30-minute session for you all. And you guys can come on and just ask me whatever you want. And I think that would just be a great forum. And even other planners that may be on as well, if you have questions for them that they may have a better answer to, that would be great. Yeah, so please join my online membership. It's called the GG Gang, and you will have access to all of that. So each tier um, is different pricing. The first tier is $5. The second tier is $10, and the final tier is $20 a month. So each Currently, I have a free 30-day trial that you can do to access this membership. So if you want to do that, you can go online to my website at ggtheplanner.com slash membership plans and you can join that way. And so, yeah, I think that's all we have for today, folks. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Urban Planners Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over and leave a five-star rating on iTunes and subscribe to this podcast so that you won't miss out on an episode. If you would like to buy personalized urban planning gear and other products or are in need of some urban planning career coaching, please head over to ggtheplanner.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at ggtheplanner. Have a great week and we'll see you next episode.